0: for not being here last week, but we're here this week, and we are splintering back to this past week's episode, of Twelve Monkeys Meltdown, which was pretty intense, pretty insane. A lot of things going on. We lost a character who uh, we thought might be around for a little while, but um, you know, just as shows go, we lose somebody just as we're starting to get attached to them. But before we get into all that, let me start off with some introductions. I'm your host, Pacing Pete, alongside Always from the Marvel Report. From the Flash podcast and from Comic Book Resources, Miss Lauren Galloway. What's up, Lauren?
1: Hey, Pete. How's it going?
0: It's going good. Um, trying to recover from this episode. It's pretty yeah, pretty nice. it was
1: intense. <laughs>
0: yeah, and also joining us from the GWW, our good friend Hank Hill. What's up, Hank?
2: Hey, Pete. How's it going?
0: Uh, it's going okay, as well as it can go after we uh, we lost a character tonight. Um, we did. You know, we let me just just kick things off here. This episode. Was very different than what we've seen um, this season in terms of not a whole lot of of splintering, not too much time jumping here. We were pretty much uh, set in the facility with the machine and we had a bit of a surprise visitor as the witness used Cassie to get to 2044 and to mess some things up. Primarily um, the time machine. Uh, Lauren... What did you think of, of how the witness uh, got into Cassie, was able to splinterbrack brack and just cause hell in the facility? That
1: was, that was really difficult to watch because we know that Cassie is a good person and we know that she would never do anything of her own will to harm anybody at the compound or to mess time travel or cause the death of anyone. And we saw one person die and we saw another person <laughs> disappear and so for the witness to use Cassie like that I think was really it was difficult to see that but I remember when I think we were talking a couple weeks back about like what Cassie's journey was going to be this season and you know her journey has definitely been more psychological than anything else especially because last week um you know she or actually what was it, two weeks ago, she was in the Red Forest and she drank the tea and she was seeing all those weird kind of hypnotic images and we like I don't think we understood at the time that the witness could like hack into her mind. So it was it was hard to watch Cassie do that. And I think, you know, for Ramsey to see Cassie take his son, I think that was probably the hardest part of the episode. And, you know, if he had shot her you know, and Cole had witnessed that, I think that would have been a disaster for everyone's relationships.
0: Yeah. It, um, you know, manipulation can be a, a really scary thing when it comes to characters that we really like. I mean, look at civil war just a couple weeks ago, it came out, um, you know, with the reveal that he killed Tony Stark's par- parents, you know, we know that Bucky was under some sort of control and, and that's very similar to what we see going on with, uh, with Cassie and how it's really causing a divide because, you know, Ramsey, you know, once, once she takes his son uh, hostage, you know, he can't see past anything else. You know, Cole's trying to talk him down, but he's just so upset. I mean, anybody would be. Um, Hank, what did you think of that whole scene and how, you know, it went down with, you know, Cole basically having to get, get uh, Ramsey to shoot him to have Caty let uh, his son go?
2: Yeah, I think, I think it, it's in line with what we've come to expect from Cole, you know, when, when, when things are really heating up and in the midst of all the action, you know, he, that's when he seems to have some of his best ideals, and this was just another example of that, and I, I think, you know, these are two people that he has great affection for, probably the two most important people in his life right now, and, you know, he's trying to keep them from each other's throats while also trying to save Sam, so if Cole in a really, really tough position, And I think that, you know, like all heroes, he's willing to sacrifice himself in order for the bigger picture, in order, you know, to stop what's happening. And so I think that he knows that he needs Ramsey and Cassie if he's going to be able to pull it off.
0: Yeah, it's very true. You know, The Witness um, really made a big decision by splitting through with uh, Cassie, as we were just talking about. Um, Lauren, what do you think of, of The Witness's motivation now, you know, using Cassie to do all this? Do you think it's a result of her not really taking to, you know, when he first in the last episode, you know, first he was uh, in the form of Aaron, then, you know, he turned into Cole and said, maybe this image is better for you. Do you think this was in response to her really not being manipulated by him at that moment?
1: I think that the witness has always wanted to get inside the compound. And I think he would have done it with anyone that he could have gotten his hands on. And so, like, he couldn't do it with Ramsay back in season one because Ramsay had lost his tether. And then he couldn't do it with Cole because Cole, Cole would never be in a situation where he would drink the tea, ever. I mean, I think he would rather die than let Olivia give him that red tea. So I think The Witness saw an opportunity now that Cassie had become a splinterer to use her because she was given the tea back in season one. And so they had already started to plant hypnotic suggestion in her mind back before she was a time traveler. So I think that's, I think that's mostly his motivation. I think he saw an opportunity, not that Cassie is weak minded or or less mentally strong than Cole. I just think that because they had already started the T-hypnosis before that they knew that they could do it again. There was something about maybe it's her ability to trust people that's a little more open than Cole would be and so maybe she had more trust for Olivia and then more trust for kind of like what she was seeing in front of her that, that the witness knew that she could be like manipulated and hacked and then once she's a time traveler, he knew that he could get into the facility.
0: You know, there was a really nice moment with Cole and... Well, I shouldn't say nice moment. But there, there was a moment with Cole and Cassie where uh, Cassie revealed to Cole that, you know, she used his image to uh, to try to manipulate them. And, and we already know that they've kind of got a bit of a, a damaged relationship, you know, versus season one. Um, Hank, what did you think of... Of Cassie revealing that to Cole. And do you think, you know, seeing as the witness used somebody like Aaron at first to take the form, to take that form and try to manipulate Cassie and then try to use Aaron, do you think that's going to speak to uh, Cole on a different level in terms of, you know, Cassie feels a certain way for me? You know, what right. What will this possibly do to the relationship going forward?
2: Right, right. Well, I, I think that. You know, you have The Witness. Really, the only one that he can get leverage on is Cassie because, you know, he knows about Aaron. Cole and Ramsey, you know, Ramsey just has a connection with his son, which has come about recently. But Cole really didn't have any, you know, strings that he could pull on. So, you know, as kind of Lauren said, it, it just made a greater opportunity, you know, to pull the strings with uh, with Cassie. And And I think that, you know, he knows somehow – that Cole has great affection for her and she has great affection for him. And I I think, you know, it got to a point where she confessed everything where she was at her wits end. She's back in 2044. She's still seeing the witness. And I think at first, maybe before she splintered back, she thought she could handle it. This is something she could try to figure out. But once she got back, she splintered back to 2044 and saw that the witness was still having this effect on her. You know, it left her really with no other option but to come clean with Cole. And I think you could kind of see that it kind of hurt him, that it kind of took this for her to open up to him. You know, because they have had such a, you know, tangled relationship, although damaged. But I think he probably didn't realize how how bad it was until she revealed this big big deal that she had been keeping from him. So I I think... uh, it's really a good spot where it shows the the emotions of both the characters, where they were, kind of where they are now, and you know, kind of them trying to rebuild this 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 trust and this relationship that has transcended time itself. So I think it's very interesting to see where they're going to go from here with this.
0: Yeah, it really is, you know, and you know, just you just look at at the look in uh, you just see the look in Cole's eyes, you know, and and when she's revealing information, it you know, it hits him pretty hard and. You know, they're right. such a long—well, I shouldn't say long history, but it feels like a long history with them, with everything they've gone through. Whether it be splintering back and forth, or him when he first introduced himself to her last season, they've—they've um, they've been through a lot, and—and it's—it's crazy uh, to see the relationship, unfortunately, where it's at. But you know, who knows? Maybe. See, I was thinking with with the reveal of of you know Cassie telling Cole, you know, he used your image to manipulate me, type thing. That, you know, it, it, it might bring them together or at least might bring Cole a little bit more to opening their relationship up and, and maybe trying to repair, repair the damage that's there. Um, right. Yeah, um, you know, let's let's scale back a little bit and go to the beginning of the episode because, you know, we have uh, some nice moments between uh, Dr. Eklund and Katarina, um, which is something we hadn't really seen at all. Uh, since the timeline shifted and and he was introduced to us, you know, as um, her boyfriend and something that she didn't even she wasn't even aware about and and up to this point, you know, I I don't know about you guys, but I always got the feeling that Katarina kept him at a distance, even though he told her, you know, we do have a history, you know, there is something there between us, at least in the previous timeline there was, so I never really got you know, any kind of inclination of romance between them. But then that's almost like washed away because in the, in the opening of the episode, we see them like having this moment where they're laying in bed and they're kind of just talking, you know, just very comfortable with each other. Uh, Lauren, do you think that Katerina just kind of, maybe there's so much stress going on with everything that happened, you know, whether it was uh, the uh, episode uh, 100 years or, you know, when uh sending Cassie back, sending Owen Ramsey to the seventies, do you think she sees Eklund as more of a kind of a way to escape the stress and just accept who he is in this timeline?
1: I think so, yeah. I mean I think that at first I think she was very put off by the idea that this man was in love with her and, you know, wanted to sleep with her and that they had a relationship that she didn't know about. But I'm glad that at some point she really warmed up to him because he seems like a really sweet, really genuine guy. And I love how he would flirt with her and how he would talk about like breaking down all the walls that she had built up. I did think that was a really sweet, really sweet relationship to give her. And I think it grounded her in a way too, because you know, season one, Katerina was so focused on the mission. I think it i think it helped this season a little bit for her to, you know, have a smoke and be in a relationship and, like, have someone she can not necessarily bear all of her heart to, but just, like, a friend. You know, when you're in a war zone like this, I think it's healthy to have to have friends and Cole and Ramsey have each other and Deacon and Cassie kind of have each other. So I really enjoyed the fact that Katerina and Eklund got to have a relationship in some way, um like during this season. Maybe not as intimately as had been in like the timeline that he was familiar with, but that she was at least able to give him a chance. I really like that.
0: Yeah, and I, I think a lot of the things I liked about their relationship too, and, and you could tell how invested he was in the relationship because he had no problems calling her out on on her bullshit, or you know, just bringing her back down, like you said, Lauren, like keeping her grounded. Like you could tell, there was there was a real a real love there between him and and, and the, the Jones in that timeline, uh, just because how comfortable he was with her, and you know, and then that leads that leads what we see to happen, which is you know he risks his life for her and not even just for her but for everyone obviously because he he what he does for the machine um hank what did you think of of his of his sacrifice and you know he says um he says a really a really nice line um let me see if i can find it i wrote it down here somewhere uh she says something like you know like i don't i don't love you you know she's yelling this at him and I i can't find it but she, he says something to the to the uh, effect of you know you did or I or you know or or you I can't did. erase that yeah right. like you can't you know it happened in another timeline it doesn't mean it didn't happen which is right. oh just a good moment what would you think of that
2: oh yeah I, I think that's something that really touched Katarina in a way that she probably hadn't hasn't known since this thing began you know someone that he was essentially doing this to try to you know he, he even mumbles it that. You know, it's kind of cool being a hero as he's sitting here disintegrating, you know, with all the radiation. He said, you know, I think it's kind of romantic that, you know, to do something for true love. And so, you know, even going through all of that, he was still trying to romance her. He was still trying to, you know, get to her, get beyond her walls. And I think that she was yelling, begging for him to come back. But I think that, you know, someone making such a sacrifice, you know, specifically, obviously, he's going to save everyone. But he even said, you know, I'll get a chance to save you. You know, I'll, I'll so it's kind of fulfilling, you know, getting her to see them as he saw them. You know, although she didn't experience the timeline the way that he did, you know, this this one act really I think showed her maybe what she missed and gave her a better idea of you know all the things that he was talking about with them. So I just think it's a it's a it's a sweet moment. Uh, it's heroic. You know, it, it it encapsulates pretty much everything that they're fighting for humanity. Everything that they're fighting to preserve is kind of, in a way, encapsulated in that one moment. You know, that's a very human thing to do—to sacrifice yourself for the good of everyone. So I, I just think it's—it's a, it's a great moment.
0: Yeah, it—it it, uh, really—it really was. Just kind of hit home. Just like really hit you hard. And the line—he actually did say, uh, "You loved me once, and that can't be erased." Just a really good line. Um, right. Uh, Lauren, what do you think of of you know losing of, of you know Katerina losing this uh, this person in her life who you know one minute he's not there and then next minute he's there and there's a history and now he's gone. Um, what you know she's you know we already know she's lost her daughter uh, because of the plague. But what do you think? Do you think this will have any more of an effect on her than her past tragedy already has?
1: Oh yeah, I I'm I'm very worried about. <laughs> Jones' state of mind in the, in next week's episode because she finally let herself open a little bit to romance and intimacy and now he's dead. I think that is is not going to be good for Jones at all, especially because because Ramsay lost his son. I mean, everything that Ramsay did to create the plague in the first place, his entire motivation to save the future is gone. And then Katerina, like her entire motivation has always been her daughter and, and being able to like save the past. I just feel like at this point in the series, everyone is rapidly losing hope. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, Kathy is going to be dealing with so much guilt and remorse for what she let happen. We know that the, the machine has been damaged because of the radiation, whatever the witness did, you know, now they know that the witness is out there and that he has an upper hand on them in some way. And, and on to, and to boot Jones has just lost, you know, the only man that she has let into her life since she was married. So I don't think Jones is going to handle it well at all. And I think it's like the next few episodes will be really interesting. To see what her emotional state is and to see like if it takes her a while to bounce back from that loss.
0: Yeah, and, and by the way, the actor who played Dr. Eklund, Michael Hogan, it'll be tough to lose him because he added such a really good dynamic to the cast and to, to Katarina's character. So that'll be tough uh, moving forward, um, like you said, Lauren. It'll be the biggest impact, obviously, on Katarina and see uh, where she goes from her, especially her mental state of mind. Um, now, getting back, we were you know we were talking about uh, Ramsey losing his son, and you know it's it's because of the machine going uh, going a little bit haywire because of the, what the witness did um, through Cassie. Um, Hank, what did you think of uh, of you know where his son landed and any speculation as to where he could have gone and and who could have been the person that took him away?
2: Well, you know, um, I kind of started. <laughs> honing in on things with his son, because it seems as the season has gone along, you know, he's had more to say. He's kind of been a little more prominent. They're kind of, you know, adding him little by little. But, you know, first, earlier in the episode, you see he has the scale model of of the uh, facility. And I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. That's kind of cool. But, you know, the the way they were kind of looking at it, and then to see what played out with him disappearing, it makes me wonder if maybe he isn't the witness. I mean, it's just... It's something that, I don't know, I think it's something that they would do. You know, he's he's disappeared to God knows where. Uh, we see someone grabbing his hand, leading him. You know, I um, I think he's really up in the air. I definitely think he lived. But I, I think a good possibility he's either the witness or he plays some integral role with the witness. And I just think that uh, you know, they show Ramsey walking away from the facility and you know, who knows what he's going to go do and, you know, the dark place that he's in. And it's just a guilt that everyone feels as a kid that disappeared two feet away from mm-hmm. us. You know, he's right in front of us one second. and The next second he's gone. Yeah. So he, it looked like he ended up in a forest. It wasn't red. It was green. And uh, someone grabbed him. And I don't know. we we'll have to see where they go from <laughs> here. But I, I think he has a bigger role to play. Definitely.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, they, they definitely throw the, the hints out there with, Him having the scaled model of the facility and having the machine, and I even thought it was funny. The very what is that? I think in the beginning of the episode, and he's he's kind of copying Katarina, the way she talks, and even Ramsey's like, "Wow, that's exactly how she sounds." So Um, he
2: would have some of that, some of that technological. You know, when they describe the the uh, witness, they've talked about he has technology. He knows what we know. It seems to he's a step ahead of us. Kind of fits him a little bit if you think about it
0: that's very true you know and this gets into a little bit of the speculation i wanted to talk about because you know a couple of weeks back we we tried to theorize you know who could the witness be you know i like i said you know following just twitter on monday nights when when 12 monkeys is going you know a lot of people seem to gravitate towards uh it being coal and you know f- you know that's there's plenty of reasons why but right now having potentially uh sam as as a uh you know, candidate for the witness. Uh, Lauren, what do you, what do you think of that? Do you think that's a possibility? Do you think he's maybe involved on not as high a level, maybe a lower level?
1: About Sam, about Pink theory. Uh, uh. I think that's, I think that's gnarly. Like if Sam turns out to be the witness, that would be crazy. That would be like the biggest, Like, oh my god, (laughs) like, what just happened? Kind of moment. And it would make a lot of sense because Sam. He lost his mom because of a time travel incident, and then he was separated from his dad because of a time travel incident. And whoever the witness is, their motivation is to be with like the lost people that they have lost in their lives. Because it's the whole idea that there's no living or dying; it all happens at exactly the same time. In that episode where Jennifer was trying to explain to um, Jones like like what the Red Forest is, and like time can't sustain life and death all happening at the same time. But like whenever the, the, the travelers would say like, you know, I know we're going to die, but like, I'll see you again in the red forest. the, The motivation of the witness or whoever has put this whole thing into play is to be reunited with people that have died. So it would not surprise me if it was Sam, but it would be really devastating because that means Sam just hacked Cassandra to like, get himself out of the facility which maybe that was his plan all along oh man i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow i didn't even think about that one i mean i guess you know i was looking at um just in terms of of him of this leading to him being the witness but i mean if he's i mean i i think i try to remember what i think i don't know who jennifer was talking to i don't know if it was cole or, or uh, Katarina or even Cassie, but she had mentioned how, you know, he's, he's the Witness is from the future. You know, he's not from where, which is interesting, because it makes you go wonder how far back that even is, because, or far ahead that is, because, you know, they're in 2044. If he's in the future, I mean, it makes sense. I think that's why I kind of put two and two together with it possibly being Sam, is because he's so young. What if he is able to figure out, maybe all this time he was hanging out near the machine whenever they were splintering and he was kind of studying it. At the time, it was more of a harmless thing, but it's turned into a thing where not necessarily he can weaponize it, but he can really use it to, you know, stay one step ahead of him, Like which I think you said, Hank, you know, and, and that's what Cole said, you know, he, he's always been one step ahead of them. It, it just makes, to me, it makes it makes sense. And it right. is, it would be devastating, but it makes you wonder, like, is his motivation uh, just to help his father out because i think i think a couple episodes ago i want to say i was you know there was a moment between ramsey and his and sam and they're sitting down and i really noticed how smart sam was you know he was very intuitive very you know he knew what was going on uh because i think he had there was this dialogue going on and it's you know he had said something like i know why you do this it's not because of, um, you know, don't do this just for me. Something to the effect of, I know you do this for me, but this is about everybody. Right. And I thought that was very smart of Sam to recognize that, you know, because he's just a kid, you know. Granted, it's, it's an apocalyptic future, but you wouldn't think a, a child would be, would have the foresight to know, well, my dad, I know he's trying to save me, but, you know, we could potentially save the future and, and he could be a part of that. It's better to let him do that um hank what do you think of 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 that what are your thoughts on um what are your thoughts on that
2: i I definitely think that was a telling it seemed like a telling comment um and i I just think you know it's kind of a natural i don't think he's been there with an evil purpose looking he's kind of around his dad his dad's a good fighter you know kids are sponges they pick up you know as you well know they pick up what they're around you know and (laughs) You know he's got a good fighter and deacon around him so you know i mean this guy could really you know learn a little bit of everything from the people he's there with he seems to be pretty bright so you know he's designed to scale and he's listening to katarina so i mean it it fits together the only thing that worries me about it with 12 monkeys when it starts to make too much sense (laughs) forget about it because they're not going to do it so you know it's just it makes a lot of sense and it has a lot of good things but that worries me that they're going to figure that and they're going to throw a little monkey wrench in there but right now you know we can look like geniuses and say hey we think it's the sun you know
0: <laughs> i know we're going to uh... we're going to feel like we cracked the code and right when when we feel like we cracked it they're going to pull the feet the rug from our feet and you know the real it's it's actually going to turn out to be cold watch we're all stuck on this exactly theory.
1: Well, I remember last season when we all thought that Ramsey was the witness. I, I remember watching that episode, going, "Oh my God, it's Ramsey!" And then in the finale, he's like, "Bro, I'm not the witness." He's like, "Wait, what?" Right.
2: <laughs> They're so good at the red herrings. You know, they'll get you leading one way, and you know, the the entire time, it's another way. So it's you got you really have to respect them, and uh, it's part of the fun and the fascination of the show. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Now, um, you know, as, it's, as everything's all happening where, you know, we had Cassie who's my, being controlled by the witness um, and has Sam at gunpoint, you know, her, I, I take it her subconscious is what's trapped in that house in the Red Forest, you know, and, and then we have the reveal where she's looking outside and there's a city in the Red Forest or some sort of industrial complex and on one of almost, I think it's the water tower, uh, there's the word Titan there. So, right. you know, all this time, whenever we've seen the Red Forest, it's just been a Red Forest and then a house. And, you know, obviously this is where Cassie met the witness for the first time, but we really haven't seen anything beyond that. Nobody knows if this is just kind of the end all be all where the witness wants everyone to, to wants everything to end that. Um, Lauren, what did you think of of the reveal of this of this industrialized city that might play a huge part in the spread forest story?
1: You know, this whole sequence reminds me a lot of The Matrix because Cassie is exist is is existing in the real world, <clears throat> but somehow the witness was able to almost like jack her into the Matrix in a way so that she was in this kind of i don't know what the word is like sub-reality where she was in that room and like the room isn't real per se and yet she could see out of it and she could see that city and so that kind of makes me wonder if, if that's where the witness lives is that house and so when like he's interfacing with other people like through the tea that like they almost go where he is or like when he designed like the digital mental room where everyone's supposed to meet he modeled it after like what he knows and so i thought that was really interesting that she could actually look out the window and see what that city was and the fact that it was all red tells me that it has to be maybe the point of origin for the red forest which would mean that it's in the time that they're in right now, they're in 2044, because we'd never seen the Red Forest at any other time except this time, so it makes me think that maybe he's there with them somewhere, and we know from previous episodes that um, Jennifer Goyne, she's going to die in September of 2044. So maybe we're coming up to like a convergence at the end of the season where maybe they find the witness. Maybe Jennifer goes with them. Maybe that's how she dies.
0: <clears throat> oh, man. That makes me sad that we're coming up to uh, to the yeah. eventual death of, of Jennifer because I really like her character. Um Hank, what did you think of, of that reveal of the industrial city and, and uh, how it's going to play a big part going forward?
2: Right. Uh, well, I think you know he's got a lot of people that he's working with. And I think that you know part of it is you know, he's promised this place where no one's going to die. You, you know, everyone's going to live forever. And I also think a part of his promise is power. You know, people the one thing that draws people to each other is the, the promise of power. And You know, that complex may be a thing where he has set up in the future. You know, if you need water or if you need any of these things to live, if if those things even hold true there, you're going to have to come through me and and my friends to get any of that. You know, I just think that, you know, they're going to need some type of sustenance. If this plan works out the way they want it to and everyone's trapped in this temporal hell. They're going to need some sustenance. And where are you going to get that from? You know, it doesn't look like many things are growing. Or, so I, I think he has this entire plan laid out. He's promised these people, hey, you know, we do this. You're going to be fine. You're going to be on my right hand. And you're going to have everything you need. And we're going to control everything. And I, I think that industrial complex is um, a part of his promise to his followers. And it's a, a part of his way that he wants to manipulate everything once he causes the, this Great Time Paradox.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's you know I, I like all those theories. I like I. I like how something like this, and this is where I think I talked about this a few weeks ago. The show could get very like lostish, you know, just introducing these things out of nowhere that we don't see coming, um, because like I said, like we've only seen the Red Forest, you know, um, whether it was uh, in a, some sort of sequence with Cassie or. Or uh, uh, Olivia, you know, it was, you know, we didn't see anything beyond that So I love I love that they've introduced this whole other city that you know plays uh, Such a big part and and it's gonna be so much fun. It's fun speculating What part it's gonna play and and and, you know how it fits in with the witness and and uh, and and Hey, even how uh, it might be Sam as the witness. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, now, we didn't talk about Ramsey a whole lot, even though everything really happened to his son. But we see him just so broken after Sam's taken. He is so – he. I mean, <clears throat> you know, he has a conversation with Katerina. And it probably wasn't the best thing for them to have a conversation at the same time because Katerina just, you know, lost Eklund. Uh, Ramsey just lost his son. Um, you know, when you see tragic things happen to, to two people – you don't necessarily think they should come together for a conversation, whether it's good or bad. You know, a lot of times they should just kind of, you know, stay at their corners and and because you know Ramsey blames, I'm sure he blames Cassie for this. He blames Katerine for this. He, everyone involved, I'm sure he's mad about. You know, he can't, he can't look past the fact that there was a lot of a witness pulling the string. You know, it's like I, I made that comparison with with Civil War where Tony couldn't see past. How Bucky was was mind-controlled and and you see the same thing with Ramsey like he's just so upset that what's happened to him with his son you know everything he's done up to this point has been for his son and now his son's gone Lauren what do you think of what do you think of, of the dialogue between Ramsey and Katarina and how it pretty much just left us with Ramsey walking with the, from the facility
1: it doesn't surprise me that Ramsey would leave because now he has nothing left to live for. And even if at some point he comes back, he at least needs time on his own to process. You know, I feel like Ramsey really was caught up in something that he wasn't expecting because, you know, he survived the plague, you know, as a child, which was obviously tragic enough. And then he and Cole were able to survive kind of being scabs and, you know, living without food and water and kind of, just kind of living on the bare minimum. And then they got connected with the West seven and they had to leave that. And, you know, it's, but it's been a lot of hardship for them, which is understandable because they are living in a post-apocalyptic society, but then they get invited to the compound and everything, sort of seemed to be going better they had protection they had food they had water and then all of a sudden he's reunited with you know this woman that he used to love and he has a son and then he becomes a time traveler and then he creates the plague like like ramsey's entire life was completely transformed because of time travel and because he got to know katarina and like her plan and so i feel like ramsey has been spent on this merry-go-round that has been going around and around and around and like the only bright spot in that merry-go-round was sam and now that he's gone I think Ramsey is just like, lady, I'm done with your time travel and your paradoxes and, like, all this crazy stuff. I'm going to go back on my own and, like, try to figure out what I want to do with my life. So, I mean, it it was sad to see Ramsey leave, but, like, if he would have stayed, I think he would have hurt Cassie. And I think he knew that maybe it wasn't her fault and he needed to distance himself from her.
0: Yeah, um, I I keep thinking about it, and all I can... Try to muster up is, you know, if he does come back, he is going to seek out some sort of retaliation, which is unfortunate because, you know, whether it's it's Katerina or, or Cassie, um, you know, <clears throat> do you think that, and Hank, let me ask you this, you know, like I said, he's broken, he's upset, he blames Katerina and Cassie for what's going on. Do you think he would hurt Cole as well, lump him into a... Uh, the blame game there?
2: Well, I think if, if revenge is in his heart, and if, if Cole comes in between that, I do think that, you know, push to the brink. He, he would, you know, maybe not in his right mind, but I do think he would, you know, if it meant to get to Cassie or whoever he holds responsible and he had to go through Cole, I think, you know, it's possible. Definitely. I think that, um, I don't know that he holds Cole as responsible as he does those two, but I think that, you know, he knows, Cole has great affection for Cassie, and he knows that he respects Katerina. So, you know, I think it's a it's a logical conclusion to figure that you know he may have to deal with Cole if he needs to take one of them out, or or do whatever he feels uh, is going to be proper retribution. But I I just think you know, and it's a great thing about the show. You know, sometimes we watch shows and things happen to people, and they keep going and they keep going. It's like, man, I can't. You know, if that was me, I'd be somewhere crying in the corner. But I do think it's it's a good thing to see this kind of i don't know if it's an emotional break but you know humans our, our psyche can only take you know so much and all of the things that Lawrence just list, listed off from his childhood to you know the apocalypse and you know the sun i think you know as you guys have already stated was kind of distraught oh you know what's going to happen but there's a part of me also that thinks once he sees those temporal storms gathering again, and if he thinks this through, you know, maybe the only way to get to his son or save his son is by time travel. So I, I think there's a good possibility that he's going to come back, but he'll make it known that it's only for his son. And, you know, once that situation is resolved, then he's going to settle all debts. He just seems like that type of guy, you know.
0: Yeah, they can definitely see some sort of uh, side, evil side or dark side coming from from everything he's gone through and it makes perfect sense. You know, at least, right. at least I I think it makes perfect sense for Ramsey to go that route. You know, um this overall was a really good episode. Like I said, you know, it it was very different in that it was very contained to the facility and really just amongst the core characters. Uh you know, we didn't have really we didn't have any time travel stuff going on. You know, outside of, you know, they they have the beginning episode the beginning of the episode where you see the military guys playing cards and and, you know, it seems very random. But then right. we see them later on because they were affected by that, uh, by the machine going crazy. And, and it starts, you know, the starts bringing in like even like these these people that were volunteers for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was I, I didn't expect to see like zombie ish characters in the show. Uh, but they but they certainly added I mean, added some sort of, of creepy, like almost horror film factor into that uh lauren what do you think of, of that introduced because the show hasn't really gone in that direction in terms of like uh gory or horror uh type of feel
1: yeah that was interesting i mean i liked i liked seeing those the military guys out of time i thought that was kind of cool i'm not a big fan of like Zombie and like horror, or anything <laughs> like that. So, you know, I could do without any of the like half time traveled people <laughs> that Jones had put through the slitter machine. <laughs> um, this episode did remind me, it was like a bottle episode because everything took place in the facility. And it reminded me of there was a bottle episode last season where almost everything took place in the facility it was when it was when the west seven was originally mm. going to try to take over the compound and cole had to time travel like back to like a day before and like he helped the west seven break in do you guys remember that yeah episode? yeah i remember yeah. that. it reminded me a lot of that episode and i like that i mean i like bottle episodes i like when there is something kind of dramatic and intense happening in one place. And like, everybody kind of has to figure out what's going on. And, you know, I like the idea that Sam like knew how to like help save himself in a way. He was like pointing to the ground and then like Cole was able to go like under the water and come through like there were some very interesting elements in this, and like it's hard because there were two intense situations going on at the same time. You had the core which was gonna blow up where Cassie was, and she had that locked up, and then you had all the temporal radiation that was leaking out of the device, which Eklund had to go stop. So you had like all this drama on two fronts, which made it a very compelling episode.
0: Yeah, it it, it was compelling, and it felt you know very personal, uh, just because of what happened to. The characters um and before we we wrap this uh this episode up um hank what else uh from this episode did you enjoy uh what else did you enjoy from the episode uh you
2: know i i enjoyed it, it felt like this was a a story moving episode where it kind of moved the story along in some big ways you know we're getting more and more about the about the message about the uh, witness, I'm sorry. We're getting more and more about the witness, and so the, you know the the breadcrumbs are starting to get a little bigger as, as we move through the season. And this defi- this episode definitely felt to me like it moved the overall story forward. And so um, I don't know. I, I just think that there are going to be some 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 huge happenings going on with the reveal of the witness. You know that's coming. And I, I as I said earlier, I really think that Sam, you know Ramsey's son, has a bigger has a bigger role to play. You know, I really liked how they kind of focused on him and showed uh, how he's living as a kid in this. You know, playing games and building models, things you you'd imagine a typical kid would do. But then, you know, that same day he got a gun to him and he's you know sucked into the into the time stream. So it just I, I thought it was really cool with how they integrated Sam's character and gave him really we got to get a peek into who he is a little more than we have before. I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, some of the things I enjoyed, I, I, uh, you know, we haven't seen Deacon too much, but it was it was cool seeing him, you know, trying to console uh, Cassie at times. Um, I thought it was pretty cool that he and Eklund had to team up to get one of the pieces to fix uh, the machine. Uh, there was even, you know, some funny banter with them. Uh, Deacon called them Gramps, and then quickly right. Eklund said, Gramps, I'll kick your ass. And right. Just, just really funny banter like that. It was, you know, it just something that was definitely needed in this episode with, you know, being so heavy on, on emotion. Um, but yeah, this, yeah, this, this episode was, was a lot of fun. Um, Lauren, did you want to add anything else on?
1: Uh, no, it just said I I'm with two deaths, you know, Katerina losing someone that she loved or didn't love and Ram's losing his son. I think, Moving forward, I think the next couple episodes are going to be very emotional, very heavy episodes, because you don't get over grief like that overnight. And so I feel like like the first half of the season that we've seen, the first um half of these episodes were very like they explained a lot we got to see a lot of like the 40s and the 70s and there was a lot of like really cool stuff going on i think this next few episodes this next kind of arc is going to be pretty heavy and i'm looking forward to seeing where they're going to take it
0: yeah it's uh it's going to be a lot of fun everything they've done before has been fun and this was so heavy on emotion i think you're right lauren it's Things are gonna get even crazier on an emotional level going forward, especially with all the tragedy we've just seen uh, uh, suffered with with a couple of our characters. So, um, so yeah, uh, that is gonna do it for our, our show. We, man, there was a lot to break down tonight. Just so many, uh, you know. We had the deaths, we had we had the kidnapping, we had you know, like Lauren said, a bottle episode with all our characters in one place. Um, we almost saw the the uh, the time machine go up uh, in smoke. Man, it was uh, it was intense, but um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting uh, next week as well. So, like I said, that is gonna do it for our show. Uh, we think you, we hope you've enjoyed it. Um, Lauren, why don't you tell everyone everyone where they can find you on the internet?
1: Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Lauren Galloway. You can also find me contributing to Comic Book Resources, which is comicbookresources.com. I'm also the co-host of the Flash podcast and the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. We recently wrapped the finales of both of those shows. So if you guys are enjoying what's going on on the CW of DCTV, I encourage you guys to check those out.
0: Awesome. Thanks for that. And uh, Hank?
2: Yeah, I'm on Twitter at hilldaddy0207, and you can always find me hanging out around uh, the Geeks Worldwide Wise site entertainment section. Streaming, you know, stop by. Really cool site, and I'm sure you'll find something you like.
0: Great, and uh, you can find me at PacingPete on Twitter. You can find us. Uh, you can find the show at Scene and Nerd on Twitter as well. Go to thegww.com. Like Hank said, you'll find our entertainment content in that section just go look under podcast if you want to listen to any previous episode of our splintering back after show and uh we'll be there for you as well as uh the following weeks ahead where where we are gonna like i said break down this as much as we can and and speculate any uh, even more because you know we're halfway through and uh it's only going to get crazy as we go downhill from here so until next time have a good evening